0: You are listening to the Refined Hippie Podcast. I am your host, Rebecca Henson, and welcome or welcome back, my friends. I am super, super stoked. Tonight, we are going to see the documentary The Game Changers, which we have been anticipating for about a year and a half now. The film was actually supposed to come out last year, but as I understand it, I think they had some additional footage and adi- additional interviews that they wanted to add. So they kept it, you know, pulled it and decided to put it out now. So September 16th is the uh, premiere date um, all over the globe. I'm not sure. I'm sure it'll be streaming, you know, uh, via the Internet later. But if you are not familiar with The Game Changers, it is a film, a documentary about plant-based eating, protein, and strength, and it showcases elite athletes, special op soldiers, and visionary scientists who dispel the myth that you have to have and eat meat to excel and to be strong. The film is produced by James Cameron, Arnold Schwarzenegger, Jackie Chan, Lewis Hamilton, Novak Jovovich, and Chris Paul. Uh, you're probably familiar with the first three, but if you have not heard of the latter three, uh, Lewis Hamilton is a British race car driver who's won the Formula One five times and is considered to be the best driver in the world. Novak is a Ser- uh, Serbian pro tennis player who is ranked number one in men's single tennis. singles tennis. He is, he's also won 16 Grand Slam titles. And then Chris Paul is an American professional basketball player who's played, who plays for the Oklahoma City Thunder, all of which these people are plant-based vegans and obviously doing pretty well at it. Um, Like I said, it showcases extreme athletes, Olympians. I think one of the groups that they interview is some of the Tennessee Titans team, uh, NFL play uh, team, which 15 of the players are plant-based vegan, thanks to... Uh, one of the players Derek Morgan's wife and the team has been killing it ever since they became mostly plant-based and which they attribute to their low inflammation and quick recovery time due to this lifestyle. So I cannot wait. (laughs) I have uh, watched the trailer for this movie I don't know how many times. It's just really profound in the music and everything and I am so excited. So it's playing in Somerville which is... (laughs) about 30 minutes outside of where I live, which is really bizarre that it's not playing closer. But if you haven't, if you're not watching it tonight, (laughs) then you should definitely keep up with and see when it's going to come, you know, on Netflix or HBO or wherever. Um, Or maybe you'll be able to stream it on YouTube, but it's going to be awesome. So definitely check out the trailer for that and let me know what you think. Today's episode, we're going to just get right into it, is with Jean Blake, who is a nurse practitioner at Rhett Women's Center here in Charleston, South Carolina. Her career in the medical field um, started out similar to most people's in that it was focused on mostly prescribing pills and birth control. However, because of some mutual friends, um, she got acquainted with one of the men and gyneco- gynecologist at Rhett Women's Center who pursued her to come on and work with them at their practice learning about bioidentical hormones. Basically, his offer was one she couldn't pass up. It included her ideal hours, so she went for it, but little did she know that it would be the beginning of something so much more sparking a new passion and new knowledge and new approach to healing and helping her patients. But things really took, went to the next level through a patient that she had that got her interested into functional medicine and really asking the question, why? Why is this happening? Why is this manifesting this way? Why do you have these symptoms? And so we chat about Hormones, obviously, (laughs) um, we get into birth control, you know, making lifestyle changes, um, just taking control where you have control and what a big impact that can have on your life and those around you. We get into gut health and how birth control and antibiotics and drugs in general can affect your gut health so dramatically. Um, And we also talk about, you know, PCOS and and pretty much all issues pertaining to us ladies and ways that we can go about, you know, taking our our life into our own hands and our health into our own hands and how empowering that is. So I think you're really going to love this episode. So without further ado, here is my interview with the lovely Jean Blake. Hi, Jean. Hi. <laughs> Thanks for coming on.
1: I am super excited to be here. Yeah, I love to
0: have the opportunity to talk about what I love. I know. So I'm glad to be here. I Thank know. You I for think having me be, podcasting is so great because just it's a great platform to be able to to share all this knowledge with people in a way that's easily digestible. Well, and I have, <laughs> being a nurse practitioner,
1: I am one-on-one with people all the time and end up repeating myself over and over (laughs) and over again. So to have
0: a bigger audience
1: makes me excited. Yes,
0: that's so Um, true, right? That's cool. Yeah. So um, how long have you been a nurse practitioner?
1: So I went to nursing school um, right at like a year or so after college, really because like I told you earlier, my, yeah. no, nothing about my story is super exciting because <laughs> it was really just a function of I couldn't think of anything else to do. <laughs> um, well, and I was having to a adult, lot right? of pressure from my parents that I needed. Right. Uh, it was what I came up with to yeah. do. And even how I got into women's health was um, – because i hated all the other <laughs> rotations in nursing school they grossed me out and i just couldn't stand them yeah so i knew i wanted to work in women's health right. pretty early on and then i started staff nursing on labor and delivery and it was great and i yeah. just wanted to do more. I knew I didn't want to work 12 hour shifts forever and ever. Um, so, I mean, it was awesome. Like all, all of that is a stepping stone and like a process to get to where, where I am now. But it was really just not, not, no, like inner calling or anything like that. It was just a function of things I didn't like.
0: And it (laughs) led me to things that,
1: thankfully i've been able to
0: but now um, continue to
1: grow and really excited about so uh, for sure yeah um so i've been a nurse i went i actually a midwife by training oh. so that was where i started so yeah. got my master's in nursing from musc mm-hmm. um and in their midwifery program so am basically that's a nurse practitioner that can um do births um oh, take oh. care of um, pregnant girls and do their deliveries. And then there's also the, um, gynecological piece and the Mm -hmm. primary care piece as well. So it's kind of all the things that I wanted to do. So I spent eight years, six years, um, working for, a obstetrical practice here in town Mm -hmm. and, um, spent part of the time in the clinic and part of the time in the hospital.
0: So do you still, you do midwife stuff no, now? No, 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 no. Yeah. No. Um, no, about five years ago, yeah. um,
1: I moved out of that. And again, that's not an exciting story right. either. Uh, <laughs> the physician that I'm currently working for um, came to me and was like, hey, I want you to do um, hormone replacement. And I was like, oh, I don't know anything about that.
0: How did he um, come to, like, why Why do you think he came to you? Like, just Oh,
1: of- um, because he was... Starting to grow his practice and had wanted to um, get more into um, using bioidentical hormone replacement, oh, okay. um, and so he found me through a mutual friend. And basically, like he and a- and thought- no, no, no. He said oh. he asked me how many hours I wanted to work, and. I said I wanted to work this, and he was like, okay. So it really nice. just <laughs> – That's great. Though. It was super – it was an easy move, and it was basically just oh, logistical awesome. because I didn't want to be in the hospital anymore. My kids right. were getting older right. um, or out of the baby phase, and right. I needed to be home. I wanted to be home more, and this allowed me to do that. Right. Um, and so it's always super crazy to me how it blossomed into this thing that I just can't believe I get to do
0: and that I really that's love. Awesome. Yeah, so. yeah. And so he taught you all the the new so the functional the way side that or kinda, it? no that's really kind of interesting
1: too. Mm-hmm. Um, the way that kind of played out was he came to me and he is a gynecologist. I mean that yeah. was his training. He's been in practice here in Mount Pleasant for forty years. He's mm-hmm. amazing, um, but he wanted to do um, wanted me to learn hormone replacement and basically my gynecological training up until that point or what I, not training but what I did was uh, annual exams and birth control. Mm -hmm. I mean, contraception. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was basically all I'd done at my previous practice. And so my age range for people that I felt super comfortable with, was about, you know, 18 to (laughs) 35, (laughs) um, from a gynecological standpoint. I mean, and that was, it was basically, they would just come in for their annual exams, pap smears, pills. That was, Mm -hmm. that was the extent. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he came to me, wanted me to really delve into a a, a different population than I was used to seeing, Mm -hmm. which was the perimenopausal menopausal woman. So,
0: um,
1: you know, kind of 40 and up, Mm -hmm. um, 35 and up, I guess. Um, And so we, I, I didn't know much about that. He offered to send me to some training for Um, Hormone replacement And Mm -hmm. and we started doing it And it was all new And it was very cool Because it was a different um, way To address symptoms Mm -hmm. um, That women were coming to And menopausal symptoms Yes, so Mm -hmm. temperature intolerance Weight gain Mm -hmm. um, Those types of things Depression, fatigue, Mm -hmm. disruptive sleep I mean, things that women like Legit deal with Mm -hmm. As their hormones start changing Um, And so we did a lot of hormones hormone replacement and it was amazing because I was getting these results that I was, had never seen in conventional medicine with bioidentical hormone replacement. Um, and that was super awesome. Um, but there was a, like, sometimes it would work great and Mm -hmm. people would be like, Oh my gosh, I feel amazing. Thank you so much. You changed my life. And then there were some people you would do the exact same thing and be like, they'd be miserable. Um, Um, and mm so I, that, I, that sort of started me thinking, okay, there's more to it than just there's this one pill that's going to, or this conglomeration of hormones that's going to fix all of these problems. Right. Um, and through actually a patient who is my partner now at my practice, she came in and I did, she came in with um, a multitude of complaints, um, and issues. And I did the things that the limited things Mm -hmm. at that point that I knew how to do. Um, and she got better. Um, and through her research and study, she was like, she came back to me and was like, you know, there's more here. Um, and that is where we got into Mm -hmm. functional medicine. Um, and really starting to look at root cause, um, stuff, trying to figure out, really asking more of the question why. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, done a little bit of with the hormone replacement I'd done just because one of women's I mean women in general's primary complaints weight gain we had done a ton of weight management Mm -hmm. so I'd already started delving in nutrition um and lifestyle a little bit and then moving into the more functional medicine and working through the institute of functional medicine really Mm -hmm. opened my eyes Mm -hmm. to um all the um, things that you can do um, and all the tools and interventions that are available mm-hmm. to patients um, and how they can really be empowered to take care of their bodies, that there's not just, you know, like I said, one pill that's going to fix yeah. every Everyone. problem right. or yeah. that every problem is caused by just one thing. Right. Um, you know, there's,
0: there's so many factors that um, totally. that intertwine. Totally. Yeah. So I mean, now that, that you have gone down this path, can you even imagine how your mindset has changed like from, Oh <laughs> no, I, I it, it's, it honestly pains me frequently (laughs) because
1: I'll like think of patients that I saw Uh, earlier in my practice or when I was younger, didn't know, um, didn't know these things and symptoms that I dismissed from patients that I wouldn't really acknowledge because I was like, Oh, you know, and this is everywhere because I didn't know how to fix that. Um,
0: nine percent of doctors, you know, like the experience. Right.
1: It is. But but then it's, I could never go back because now there's so many, um, things that that people can do for themselves right. and that's the other part that I love about it it a little bit takes the onus off of me to like <laughs> solve the problem yeah um yeah. because when you work from a um lifestyle Base mm-hmm. um, and in and kind of our functional medicine right. training, it's like working in the roots right. of nutrition, um, exercise and movement, sleep, stress management, um, and relationships. When you work at those roots, mm-hmm. like that's the
0: base of yeah. of the tree of the person that right. presents, um, and that there needs to be some responsibility, but then also being empowered, right? The yeah, client, well, the patient that, is empowered. That's you what know, I want people to feel yeah. like is that that
1: that I want to give them the tools, right. and that they have. They have the power to really like change the trajectory of their life, to heal their body, to show up every day in their life the oh. way that they um, want to, and it's right. not just like they're watching this
0: terribleness no. unfold. Which right. I
1: mean, I see some sick people. I know that there don't so that really feel.
0: Out. Horrible. horrible every day and then they mm-hmm. get so used to feeling that way they just that, that's think just that's, their sh- norm. that's just their norm yeah they forget how <laughs> great it can actually feel right. like to like wake up in the morning right. and not be exhausted and not and be like, exhausted. yeah right And not have inflammation or pain mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. so one of the most common things I would presume well you even said it that you were always uh prescribing birth control mm-hmm. which is a common thing for me trying to get explain to people like why birth control is bad mm-hmm. or why, you know, because I took it for seven years, mm-hmm. never thought anything of it, thought it was just, it's just like taking candy. Like it's great. Like it makes my period basically non-existent. Like it actually didn't really help my acne, mm-hmm. but it made my period non-existent. So right, I was like, okay, right. I'm going to say This is great. Like, right, right, right. Um, so, but, but, so explain to us exactly what is happening to our bodies when we take synthetic Hormone pills.
1: So when you take synthetic, um, synthetic birth control pills, which is typically an est- an ethinyl estradiol or a type of est- a synthetic estrogen, mm-hmm. um, and then also a synthetic progesterone, mm-hmm. it basically cuts off any communication between mm-hmm. your brain and your ovaries. Mm. And so it tells your ovaries to completely quit um, making any hormones. Mm. And hormones are hugely, especially sex hormones, estrogen, Mm -hmm. progesterone, testosterone are so, so, so important to so many different functions throughout the body. Mm -hmm. But you've got these synthetic, um, synthetic hormones floating around that have completely obliterated your body's ability to make hormones mm-hmm. um, and so they they cover up a whole bunch of things because right. if your hormones are quote, out of balance or you've got right. too much, If it's making too much of estradiol or too much progesterone or too much testosterone, that can cause problems too. Right. So if you come in with symptoms of too much of whatever those things, right. brain control pills solve the problem mm-hmm. um, for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also mask a whole, 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 whole lot of things um, and can result in inflammation, can result in an effect on the gut, which mm-hmm. we know that um, that's like a big the, it's yeah. it's huge. huge it is huge um and so it, it's been a interesting paradigm shift for me to go yeah. from birth control pills being the primary um giving them out like candy, right the yeah. pr- one of the primary things that i prescribed right. to really moving into a situation where i'm like oh you might want to rethink this yeah yeah. But that's a, it's a hard thing too because yeah. then I do see patients in their teens, in their twenties, who need the contraception, mm. um, and it, it's oh. it is tricky because a you think about double edged I mean, sword. like Honestly, what do you do? like personally, yeah. I took birth control for a long time, and I yeah. think it probably did a good thing for me. It allowed me, right. uh, you know, it gave me mm. the freedom um, to make it through college and to say yeah. this is when I want to be pregnant. Right. Um, so. There's a piece of that that's empowering to women, which right. balancing that is tricky. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I, yes. I, I don't know. Um, I don't
0: know what the answer is. I, it does make you think, though. Um, For natural, yeah, because I was gonna ask, like, what do you well, think is a better way to prevent? What, Cause I get that question. It's like, well then how do you prevent pregnancy? Well, well um,
1: and that that's more complicated and that yeah. takes a responsible, right. Um, dialed in woman right. who is going to take that responsibility for right. her body and for herself. But that's not every yeah. um, teenager yeah. w- walking through town. Gosh, I no. mean, so it, it's really complicated. I think what yeah. I've come down to, and I think I've mostly been thinking about this more because I do have young daughters mm. and not that they're even a they're, I mean, right. my oldest is 10 and a half, yeah. um, but it's like, okay, what are we going to do when that conversation mm. comes up? And I think it's education. I think right. it's knowing your body, knowing your cycles, mm-hmm. understanding the value of hormones and understanding how your hormones are
0: changing right. as you're going through puberty. Right. Um. Which was I, not taught, I feel no. like. It's just like, okay, this is what happens to you every month. Here's some yes, here's pads some or pills, tampons pills, or whatever. Some yeah. And, yeah. and some pills right. to make it stop. And some pills to make it stop. Yeah. 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 Um, And the other thing,
1: because we, I mean, I use this for years, like, um, you know, I would have younger girls, teenagers coming in, oh my gosh, I have horrible acne, oh my gosh, my periods are terrible, or they're super heavy, or they're super painful, or they're irregular. And my fix for every single one of those problems <laughs> was the <skills>. same thing. <laughs> but really, like, now what I know is those are red flags. Like, exactly. those are symptoms. Like, what that—that – that is your body telling right. you something. Right. Um And so – and you have the tools and the power um, to figure out what that right. thing is. Um, and so that's where the power comes from, not mm-hmm. necessarily – you know, in every situation, preventing pregnancy. But like, right. if you know what your body's doing and can make
0: responsible choices. Um, and that comes down to the education because mm-hmm. I think it was really, it's been really pushed for the longest time that those are normal. Yes. That's normal. Yes. It's yes. normal to feel like crap mm-hmm. during your period. It's normal to have the pain, it's normal mm-hmm. to have all these mood swings be, and things right. like that. Like right. that that's just PMS. That's just what that's what girls, that's have, to what deal girls with. have to deal with. Right. And I, you know, that's not it's not always the case. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and, and, but
1: the challenging part with that, that why it's easy to say that is mm-hmm. because the the challenging part of that is that there's so many factors right that can play a role right. in why is this happening? You know, why are, um, why are my periods super heavy and mm-hmm. painful well is it because you don't have enough progesterone is it because mm-hmm. you've got way too much estrogen or way too much testosterone is right. it and is that and is that because you're not eating your healthy like you're is, poor? Yeah. is that because you're super yeah. stressed you're not right. sleeping or is that because you've got a mold exposure in your home oh, or gosh, you've just got a hole down the rabbit got, hole for that yeah. right 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 or yeah. you've got a Bacterial overgrowth in the gut or yeast yeah. overgrowth in the gut or heavy metal
0: toxicity. Like, yeah. And that's just the, yeah, I'm just know, trying to unravel that puzzle. It's like a it. whole. Well, and then
1: you get patients who, I don't want to do that. Right. Like they, they don't have the, the intention right. to do it. So again, it goes back to education. Right. Like why is nutrition important? Mm-hmm. Why
0: is your lifestyle so, so, so important? Mm-hmm. And just like the support group too at home. Mm. It's like I would find I, – I can only imagine it would be really difficult if you are like, okay, I'm going to be really healthy. But then your whole family is like oh, that, eating, you a know. huge. I mean, how but, do you do but that? But
1: then I also from – I mean, because with all of my patients who come in for a new patient visit, I mean, we hit lifestyle super hard yeah. from the very – I mean, that's the first thing. Good. Like I run through your symptoms and right. I want to know your story and what's right. going on with you. Um, but then – we got to hit lifestyle first. Yeah. Um, and one cool thing that I've, seen over and over and over again is like the women that come in that are able to do it they go back and they're like oh my gosh my husband is sleeping better he's not snoring anymore oh or a, really the most typical the most common one is I've lost five pounds and my husband has lost 30
0: oh my gosh <laughs> like yes
1: I know
0: tail is old as time right. so annoying right um,
1: <laughs> but you know they and, and I think that that as a woman and I, I mean women are the leader of the household so it's right. going to filter down and I right. get that question all the time like well i'm eating like this what do i feed my kids you're the, the example. same I know. thing all
0: right um i think y- for parents like that's the biggest thing it's like be the example like the uh-huh. kids want to do whatever the kids the parents are doing to some degree, some degree. but i mean they do <laughs> learn from your it's, actions right. you know so right. like over time you right. know it makes it easier it if, does
1: and and that's i mean that's what i keep coming because nutrition in the home is mm-hmm. probably with my family it's yeah. probably one of my biggest right. struggles but I'm like they're learning like they're yeah. gonna go out of this house realizing vegetables right. really should be their primary
0: source yeah. of intake yes veggies 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 is, it, is that the case <laughs> in your 12 year old boy no but no well and then it's also hard outside when they go outside mm-hmm. if they go to a birthday party or they right. go to school and then it you is. know our school systems are not feeding them a balanced meal. Most no, of them. No. So No, I'm it it, it, is, it is
1: it is <laughs> just like you use the term rabbit hole, it yeah. is. And so, you know, I encourage Patients, and I keep telling myself this, take, tell myself this, take control where you have control. Mm-hmm. Like, you step in and you be bold, you be intentional in the space that you can work. And there yeah. will be change that, that right. happens there. Right. Um, and because
0: it, there's so much that we can't control.
1: Right. You know, so, right. like, for
0: the things that we can, like, why not? Well,
1: and it's a journey, too. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, it's
0: not Overnight. when
1: we are, you know, working to create health or working right. to um, address lifestyle um it's not a straight shot and it's Mm -mm. not super straightforward Mm -mm. Um, and it takes time you know I mean you can't
0: you don't it's not going to be overnight that you're going to be into all these things and know how to cook all these things because that's also an adjustment is learning how Mm -hmm. to cook differently or whatnot and incorporate different foods that you might have never cooked before you know Right. And that takes a lot of time, but thankfully the internet is a great source. It's <laughs> a great source. It is.
1: And 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 that's you know, I want patients to leave my office feeling like, okay, I have the resources. Uh-huh. Um and and now I can go out and I can make these changes. Right. Um and I can do these things. So I kind of got away from your original question about virtual. I don't control. even, Oh <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. No, this is this is what it is. This is what it, I mean, this is it's all encompassing, you know, it's all so, the same. I mean I just think I mean in general, my whole platform is just like empowering people with knowledge with, mm-hmm. and just knowing that there is some another way right, away
1: from. That it's not yeah. the, um, that you, you don't have to be 100% reliant yeah. on your practitioner. You want right. a practitioner that's going to walk with you. And be supportive. Um, and, and support and, yeah. and realize that there's not a pill that's going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. so, and that's, that's where with, birth control pills you know we talked about the gut because it it does when we look at I mentioned that it shuts off the um, communication from the brain to the ovaries but when we look at one of its other huge impacts it's with gut and I mean mm-hmm. I tell my patients every day the gut's a root of all good health and mm-hmm. bad health I mean it's where things begin mm-hmm. um, where disease begins and we didn't make that up yeah um, Hippocrates er, yeah, Hippocr- 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 said that said it, like, a long time ago. ago he knew what was up uh,
0: he, yes, we have, we have and then we have gotten away from that it took us a that. really long time to, <laughs> to circle back, <laughs> to circle back um, but that's okay
1: <laughs> but you know when we think of
0: things that are going to
1: disrupt the gut or mm-hmm. cause intestinal permeability mm-hmm. obviously food is top on the list but yeah. medications are next yes. I mean mm-hmm. antibiotics are huge and the stress and the stress. Uh, of right. Oh, yeah. Oh, I everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, antibiotics, NSAIDs, mm-hmm. your proton pump inhibitors, which will be your reflux medications, oh, yeah. um, and birth control pills. Yeah. Um, and so that, Ugh. that part of it, the birth control, the, 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 um, contribution of birth control to inflammation <sighs> yeah. and, um, just symptoms and dysfunction has really been overwhelming when you start looking at oh, yes, this is a problem because people get way
0: better right um, when, when they, they come yeah. off of it. But sometimes that can take a long time, though, yeah? I mean, just to get your wh- – I mean, d- to to each com- person is different. Yes, And yes. sometimes it'll take people years mm-hmm. to get to, well, regulated again. There's one
1: of, one of my favorite practitioners who I think is a really good resource. Mm-hmm. She has recently put a book out called um, – Beyond the Pill. Oh, yeah. Jolene Brighton. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's, I know, exactly. Yeah. Um, the so the she's got a really, it, um, really fabulous online presence and really good yeah. resources. Um, but, you know, she spends a lot of time, effort, and energy um, talking about the fact that people come off of birth control and it, it, that can be the the solution right. to the problem. Right. Um, but it also mm. can be that it opens a Pandora's box um, to a lot of other problems. To healing from um, whatever you were maybe covering well, up from yes, the start. From, from the whatever start. you were and covering And then it's up. just,
0: it's festered and then it
1: Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So you see, you know, yeah. if you've got somebody with, I'll use polycystic ovarian syndrome as, mm-hmm. a, as an example. So the standard of care for PCOS is birth control pills Um, and that just that masks everything but one of the um, big things you see hormonally with with PCOS is an increased testosterone level mm-hmm. um, and then also a suppressed progesterone level. Mm-hmm. Well, when you're on pills, you don't see any of that. Right. Um, right. So you're not manifesting those symptoms nearly as intense. And so a lot of women with PCOS, when they come off of pills, then their testosterone is going to jack up, their progesterone is going to be low. And what that can look like mm-hmm. is Super bad acne, mm. abnormal hair growth on your lip, chin, belly button, breast. Um, that can also look like um, disrupted sleep, weight gain. I mean, it can be like a whole plethora of, of different things. Of different things, mm-hmm. but then I mean, and I, I'm saying PCOS because I see a ton of that.
0: Um, mm. But is that it, what you see the most of? You, you think?
1: I mean, not. Um, not necessarily the most of, but I do see a lot of it, but a lot of PCO is um, getting to the root cause, like trying to figure out what's going on. And I would say probably 80% of polycystic ovarian syndrome, the root of that is insulin resistance. So like a pre-diabetic situation mm-hmm. where if you when you lower their insulin levels treat their blood sugar, then the hormones guess, are gonna be balanced uh-huh. so it's that's that's a really great example of looking for why those symptoms are happening uh-huh. um, so
0: yeah um, when you're trying to uh, figure out what's going like the levels of people's hormones there's a there's a test that you, that you, recommend people take or yeah yes yeah. so we do blood testing in our office and
1: hormones are tricky yeah what um, about the saliva
0: test do you have to offer so that
1: or not the way i did not do any mm. saliva testing mm-hmm. for hormone replacement and i think there probably is value in saliva testing mm-hmm. i don't know how i've i've never been trained on it oh, okay. i don't i don't gotcha. use it right, um, right. but so when i started using hormone replacement and started looking to balance hormones it was mm-hmm. primarily in the menopausal woman so mm-hmm. their hormone tests are easy because yeah. you just look at those one time they're right. they're, yeah, not they're not making not um and so where it gets trickier um and is with women who are cycling right. and so you can't really get a Good super picture. clear picture right you know and that's one of the things that I've in treating patients the way that I do. Like you, you can't just go off of blood work. Right. Um, I mean, it's a combination of symptomatology mm-hmm. of um, of how the patient's feeling and what her story is, and the lab work. So mm-hmm. typically with a cycling um, woman who I'm concerned about hormone imbalances or issues related to hormone to Mm -hmm. her sex hormones i'll look at um blood work on the third day of her cycle Mm -hmm. or around the third day so like early in the cycle and then um around the 20th 21st day so like Mm -hmm. mid to late cycle because that we can see okay is ovulation Mm -hmm. happening what what are what are her estrogen levels doing because i mentioned estrogen levels being too high, which is a really common cause of PMS symptoms, right? Right. Like are her estrogen levels skyrocketing right before her period? Mm -hmm. Um, then we're looking at an estrogen dominant situation, Mm -hmm. um, with, PCOS. Um, it's, you know, you look early in the cycle when you're look, when, you know, you suspect that based off of symptoms, you look at those early day three labs and there's the ovarian hormones. You look for a ratio there. And then obviously the testosterone and progesterone levels are really Mm -hmm. telltale
0: signs for those. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, cool. Um, I guess, so if somebody wants to, uh, come see you, they can just make an appointment through Ritz Women's Center. Yep. Yeah.
1: So we um, – and we do – we have sort of two different – we have an insurance bill model, and also we do functional medicine. Um, mm-hmm. So you can't that, – that's a unique part of our practice because primarily yeah. functional so medicine nice. um, practitioners are going to um, – just be a cash fee-for-service yeah, right, right. situation. Um, and we do some of that, but we mm-hmm. do um, offer insurance bill, and we can get a whole, whole, whole lot done um, on, that side too. Um, yeah. on yeah. using that model. Right.
0: Which is really cool. Which is really cool that y'all that y'all have that unique kind of setup, you know? Because yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and it, it, it's because it's time-consuming.
1: I mean, yeah. it takes yeah. a lot of time, yeah. and there's a lot of like, – just like we've talked about, a lot of factors yeah. that play into –
0: all, any symptoms, right. any
1: group of symptoms. Yeah.
0: So, well, cool. Um, Well, thanks for coming on to sure. chat about this. Yeah, this was awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. Okie doke. Well, until next time, peace and plants. Wouldn't it be just lovely if all nurses, doctors, people in the medical field, had this type of background. Our country is really in a state right now being one of the most unhealthy in the world. We spend more money, $3.5 trillion a year, which is 18% of our GDP on medical care, yet we are still one of the sickest on the planet. There is no emphasis on healing the problem, just covering up the symptoms. Doctors are taught how to treat ailments with pharmaceuticals. They are not taught much more, um barely anything about nutrition or lifestyle medicine. But I do hope that the pendulum is swinging and will swing back towards that way, which has been the way people healed for thousands of years. You know, modern medicine is absolutely wonderful for treating acute problems. If I break my leg, I definitely want to go to, you know, Western Hospital. Yet for chronic illness, there is another way. As always, thank you so much for your support. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast via whatever platform you've been listening to it on. You can also subscribe to my newsletter at TheRefinedHippie.com, where you will get secret recipes sent to you every month. You can also follow along on my Instagram at TheRefinedHippie. And if you or someone you know is needing some nutrition and lifestyle help, please Shoot me an email at Rebecca at therefinedtibi.com. I am taking clients, helping them jumpstart their health and nutrition with my 12-week wellness program. Um, I also do 30-minute complimentary uh, consults, so just let me know. And until next time, my friends, peace and plants.